Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Hey there, are you ready to elevate your personal brand or company? Meet Viral Growth, your one-stop shop for video content and audience building. Imagine growing your brand organically on social media without the hassle of editing videos for hours. With Viral Growth, it's a breeze. They handle the brainstorming, scripting, and editing while you simply just hit record. And don't worry about your niche. They cater to everyone, from business and marketing to health and wellness. Are you ready to make waves in the social media realm? Visit viralgrowth.io and use code ADWEEK, that's A-D-W-E-E-K, all lowercase, and get 10% off your plan. Welcome to today's episode of Brave Commerce. I'm Rachel Tippograph, the founder and CEO of Micmac. I'm Sarah Hofsetter, president of Profitero. And this is a show that talks about what's relevant in e-commerce for the world's biggest brands. you and I have been at this now for a few months and we took bets when we would be able to get one of the biggest whales in the room onto the show. October to now, I think it, it took five months. So I don't know which one of us won the bet of getting Walmart onto the show. I, I don't actually remember anything that I did yesterday, let alone what we talked about doing back in October. So I'm going to say you win. Okay. I love to win. I play to win. You won our Super Bowl bet. I believe you won our Prime Day bet. You've been having a winning streak lately. Wait till uh, we get to go to CES together when the world normalizes. (laughs) I'll hit the tables with you. Awesome. So Walmart, we're both spending a lot of time working with them. They're no longer just a retailer. Oh, hells no. It's getting to the point where you're seeing Walmart in the news as it relates to both e-com and innovation and all these things that like were not necessarily historically associated with Walmart. It was almost like Walmart was so big that it was so hard to get anything done. And the question is, they're now getting so much done that we have to wonder how have they organized themselves internally to be able to operate this quickly? And to move with that level of agility, it is mind boggling because if I think about like a couple of years ago when I uh, started buying Click and Collect, I was like the only person that was driving up. The people there like knew me by name. They're like, hey, Sarah, welcome back. And it wasn't because of that whole personalization and scale thing. It was just because I knew the associates that were bringing my groceries out. But you think about how everything's been tied together and how hustle really made it happen. You kind of have to wonder, like, who are the people behind that that actually figured out how to get all this stuff done? Today, we have one of the greatest minds full of energy and empathy for brands because she came from Brandside. Whitney Cooper, Director of Omnichannel Transformation and Acceleration. Say that five times fast. 
Whitney, it is so good to have you. Finally, we snagged her. I know. A long time coming to have this conversation. I'm obsessed with your podcast and super excited to be here today. Well, thank you so much. Well, let's start from the beginning. A Benville native, not even a transplant, a Benville boomeranger, if you will. <laughs> I think I remember you telling me that your mom also worked at Walmart for, was it 27 years? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What made you leave Bentonville? What made you come back? Tell us your story. So it's really funny. If you would have asked 15 year old me, if I would be back in Bentonville and loving it here and loving being at Walmart, I would have rolled my, my eyes at you probably with like weird black lipstick on and just weird, awkward 15 year old vibes. Probably 90% of kids that grow up here, I had to get out of Bentonville the second I finished school. So for me, I just needed to get out and experience more of life. I just needed to do and see more. So left, was overseas for a while, ended up in Chicago. You know, it's really interesting how like life takes you through these journeys. You know, for me, I knew I always wanted to like work on the agency side, really get to experience all these different clients. And then I wanted to go work for a big brand. You know, as I grew older, I started to to see the value and honestly, just really how amazing Walmart is if you really look at the company and what it's done. And I got an awesome opportunity to come back here working on the Sam's Club business and it, it worked out. I have no regrets. Traveled a lot, lived other places, will probably end up living other places, but I will always have a home in Bentonville. It's just an incredible place to live. And the Walton family is investing a lot to making it a great place to live and to attract talent. Don't knock it till you try it, everybody. It's actually really great. I'll open the first kosher restaurant there. That'll be the only way to make it happen, but I hear you barking. <laughs> please, please do. That would actually be really great. Unlike anywhere else in the state, it is the most multicultural, most this little three cities up here in the 479 area code. There's so many people that move here from all over the world. It's very different than the, the rest of the state that aspect. I'm waiting for Sarah's LinkedIn to become head of kosher at Walmart. In the meantime, Whitney, you have three very powerful words in your title, omni-channel, transformation, acceleration. These are pretty hard things to do at big companies, let alone one of the biggest companies in the world. What does success look like in your role? Walmart is such a huge company. The customer org and all like the product teams and the tech teams and all the stuff we're doing in the stores and customer experience and delivery and drones. And there's always a lot of question around like, what team do you actually work under? You know, what, what are you working on? When you think about the evolution of just retail and retail media and advertising and speaking to customers and e-commerce, Walmart Connect, formerly Walmart Media Group, whenever the leadership in Walmart decided about two years ago, we're going to make this a thing. So instead of working with the previous company that had been servicing and doing all the advertising for the last 10 years, when they decided to bring that in-house, one of the things that became very apparent very quickly is that there wasn't a connection between what the media advertising group was doing, what the merchants were doing, what the marketing team was doing, what the side operations team was doing at all. It was stopping us from being able to create really good customer experience. It was also stopping us from being able to be a good partner to our suppliers. If we're not working internally together, it's really hard for the external suppliers, vendors, agencies to partner with us. I know this. I used to sit on that side, experienced it myself. And so the whole idea behind what I do and the team that I'm creating is really honestly the glue between all of these different teams to create a new way of operating. 
So let's say when we have a big brand, a supplier partner of ours that wants to create a huge activation to speak to the Walmart customer before, as I mentioned earlier, they would have to work with all of these different teams and almost Sherlock it from the outside. What we're doing internally is really creating this new one Walmart way of working. You know, we're going to be talking a lot about this in the coming weeks with our supplier growth forum. You'll see more about this out in the news and media. But when you think about the four different groups that come together to activate at Walmart, it's really merchants, the e-com operations. So like the whole site experience team, Walmart Connect, the advertising and media piece, and then our category marketing team that actually owns all of our owned and operated channels. When we work together, it's incredible what we can actually do and the efficiency that we drive. So success looks like us actually working as one Walmart. And that is extraordinarily complex because of teams across the country with hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people underneath them. So what we're doing now is we've piloted and tested a process. It's very, very, very aggressive. It's a lot of work. We've just started it in our biggest business units and the results we're seeing are incredible. So I think for me, you know, FY21, so 2020 was the year of let's figure out how to work with merchandising. And now it's the year of how do we really, really make one Walmart a real thing? That's my focus for this year. There's a lot of work to do, but there's a lot of momentum. That's super cool. Are you comfortable sharing perhaps a for instance around that? So let's say, for example, I was a merchant that made cookies. Mm -hmm. And I want to get more moms to buy more cookies to give to her kids Mm -hmm. and enjoy them. Mm -hmm. How does this coalesce across category marketing, Walmart Connect, Ecom Ops? Like, would you feel comfortable taking us through how that one Walmart would manifest itself for this imaginary cookie company? Yeah. So the best way to think about like how this process works, what is the merchant trying to do for our customer from an assortment perspective, like category strategy? So it all starts with an idea, the insight and the customer need, right? So from there, it's like, how do you then bring in Ecom operations. Ecom operations, they bring the merchant strategy to life on the site. Across all the different channels, they own the site experience. So if you think about there's this awesome new cookie that we're wanting to tell customers about, what does that experience look like in the store? What does that look like when you think about like in-store signage, the packet working with the supplier on the packaging piece of it? And just all the value propositions. What exactly customer need is it meeting? And then how do you tell that story? The e-com operations team then owns the editorial, owns the homepage, owns the look and feel of bringing that to life on the site. And then when you bring in Walmart Connect, so our job, and it's really interesting, like, and this is the best way to explain it. Walmart Connect is in a really unique place within our organization because they are the voice of the supplier in so many instances internally, because, you know, as as we're working to build this world-class ads business, it's part of our job to service the supplier as an advertiser and to also hit their KPIs and make sure that we are representing their goals in that room, talking to the Walmart customer. You've got your e-com operations experience on the site. You bring in Walmart Connect, pulling in what that cookie supplier is really wanting to do? What what are some of the things that they're really wanting to talk about? What is their, you know, they might have a media plan that includes stuff outside of the Walmart ecosystem. So it's like overlaying all that, which is something we just haven't done before. It's actually overlaying and doing a full total 360 plan inclusive of all of what actual other media or advertising is going on. And then we bring in our friends from marketing and category marketing that 
we'll put together like, what does this shared value plan look like? Because of the partnership, because it's a Walmart exclusive item, like we'll talk about it on Walmart, Facebook. We'll make sure that we are putting our earned (laughs) own paid media behind it in the spirit of partnership. So when you add that plus the site experience and this placement on the site from site merge, plus the Walmart connects driving all the traffic there. That is where the magic happens is when you get all of those groups together. Super valuable and educational. A lot of headlines right now around Walmart Connect. One of the things that I find interesting is that the focus isn't just about Walmart's owned and operated channels, but also the greater ecosystem that Walmart is beginning to partner with. So there was news the last four weeks around a partnership with the Trade Desk. I'm curious when you guys think about partnership, how you think about who are those right partners and how you're not cannibalizing your own opportunity? Great question. We are laser focused on making sure that we are quickly as possible, creating the best solutions, best opportunity for our customers and for our advertisers. We have a whole team actually, and I sit under that team, strategy team in Walmart Connect. This is their full-time job to work on this. So I would expect that you'll be seeing a lot more of that. It is all done with a lot of intent. Our listeners Many of our listeners come from that supplier background. You have lots of brands that listen to Brave Commerce because they want tips on how to improve their e-com game or just how to sell more. And given the force that Walmart is, what tips, if any, do you have for these suppliers on how they can do a better job working with Walmart, especially under this new one Walmart environment where both budgets, departments, like you guys may be all unified, which is awesome, but big companies, maybe not as much yet. They're certainly getting there, but they're not fully there yet. So what what advice do you have on how they should be coming to the table in partnership with you? It is hard. And a lot of companies aren't there yet in this journey of trying to figure out, you know, is it shopper marketing budget? Is it e-commerce budget? Is it just one sales budget? There's so many different ways to operate in this space. And I think there will start to be a bigger shift towards this. I think when companies in Walmart, Target, Kroger, some of these, you know, these bigger players start to move this way, I think companies are going to have to eventually do it. It just, it's hard. Like change is hard. I talk a lot about this. This stuff is hard and it, it takes time. That's probably one of my biggest learnings over the past year of being here. You know, in order to do things right, you have to slow roll it. You can't force it. It has to be really organic. First piece of this, going back to the one Walmart, the more that companies can help infuse that partnership and think that way when they're speaking with us, when they're even speaking internally, the more that we all as an industry start to think about that holistic experience on the site, in the store, across all the advertising channels, the faster we'll be able to actually really do this. Trying to manifest that in your own organization as you're working with us is really, really important. We are very focused on creating value. It can't be one-sided. Just because we're Walmart, you have to do it this way. And that's, that's not the way that we operate. And we really do want to be considered the best partners bringing opportunities to co-create and to have some unique experiences with us. I think that's one of the things that I see the most success with. And you don't have to be huge. That's the other thing. I think a lot of people think if you're not, you know, a multi-billion dollar company that it's it's hard to do anything with us. And if you, if you pay attention and just watch all the watch all the LinkedIn posts, you can see that actually we are really really focused on 
helping accelerate smaller businesses and really unique opportunities for not just big brands, but all levels of suppliers across diverse sets. Trying to manifest that one team mindset. And then also too, how do you come and bring innovative, unique ideas? That's okay to fail. But if you're not bringing the ideas and you're not willing to just be brave and ask the question, then it's kind of hard to to drive the partnership. You brought up SMB businesses as a new sort of target audience for Walmart Connect. Mm-hmm. I think it's perfect timing given everything that's happening right now with iOS 14 and cookieless internet. I actually think platforms like Facebook are going to be less attractive in that world for small and medium businesses. And they're going to be looking for partners that have a lot of first party data. So uh, if there's anything that you can share more around Walmart's vision to support SMB businesses, we'd love to hear it. One of the key things that we are going to be focused on, I think, as an overall organization is is the development of our marketplace, really manifesting those mid-tier SMB businesses. From a Walmart Connect perspective, we are building out an entire ecosystem and team to support that. Year, year one and a half was all about how do we focus on the global players and building out the tech and product to make sure that we were able to service that, but equally as important. And what you're going to see a heavy focus on over the next year is being able to use the power of our data in a really easy way. You know, it doesn't matter if you have a $50 million budget or a $1 million budget or less, but being able to actually work with us. So super excited about that. I think it's exciting to, to see the tools being developed. All right, Sarah, should we do speed dating? All right. What is the last thing you bought online? Oh, that's actually really funny. So I'm um, obsessed with all things health and fitness. Anyone that knows me knows that. I bought these things called smart cakes from walmart.com that are like these 35 calorie cake things. They're freaking incredible. And I bought like two cases of those yesterday. All right. We're going to have to do a shout out to them from the site itself. You said you bought them on walmart.com, but my next question is, are you more of a Walmart grocery click and collect kind of a gal or are you going to be W plus all the way? You have no idea how happy this question makes me because I love talking about this because I kind of geek out. So of course, yeah, I mean, we do probably two grocery orders a week of delivery and sometimes pick up usually delivery. So I'm obsessed with Walmart plus. I'm a huge retail nerd. On Saturday mornings, I go walk the store every Saturday, which is weird and therapy for me. I'm a little bit of both, but I would say, you know, 90% of the time we're doing the delivery, but I'm always still out in the stores. It's funny that you say that because a, a couple of months ago, we had the author of the book, The Secret Life of Groceries, and I was completely like geeking out with him about how much I love the architecture of a store and planograms and all that other stuff. So, and Rachel is just like, why are you getting so into it? It's like, no, for me, that's therapy too. So, so great. There's so much psychology to it, you know? I do love Walmart delivery. I started using it before it was cool, I guess before COVID. (laughs) So either BC is before COVID or before it was cool. Or Brave Commerce. (laughs) Oh, very good point. Hashtag branding. (laughs) It's one of those things where I loved it, not because I didn't want to go into the store, because I do love going to the store, but the convenience factor just cannot be beat. But I also realized that before COVID, like the people that would bring out my groceries, like knew me by my first name, They're like, hey, Sarah, good to see you again. It was like, and, and it wasn't because like, it's, you know, the Ritz Carlton and they recognize you because they're trained to do so. It's just like, I was shopping so often. Rachel, over to you. Final question. All right. Whitney, what is the bravest thing that you've ever done? This may feel like a a lame answer, but honestly, something that really changed my life and was the scariest moment in time for me is when I took a 60% pay reduction to go to Kellogg's. 
it was the best decision I've ever made in my life. It totally changed the whole course of not just my career, but my, my life. It led me to get my MBA it, and just the belief that, you know, it was okay for me to take four steps back. I knew if I got in and learned the business from the ground up that I would be able to exceed and do well. And I got in there and it was incredible. And I learned so much and it was, it was really hard and it was scary. And I was, didn't know if it was the right thing, but I, I had to do it. And so that was probably the craziest and bravest thing I've ever done. And it paid off. And I'm very thankful to that company and to the people there that mentored and, and taught me a lot of what I know today. That's a really good lesson for other people to look at where you are today and understand that careers are not linear Mm -mm. and they don't have to be linear. You kind of have to make sure you know what your North Star is and what's important to you. And so to be at this point in your life and be able to say, okay, I made that change because that was what was important to me at the time and what came from it and where you are today is just pretty exceptional. So thank you for for sharing that with us. No, thank you. Whitney, thank you for sharing everything with us. It was great to have you on Brave Commerce. For those of you who are listening, if you like what you heard, share it on social, subscribe to Brave Commerce. A rating and review would be fabulous. I hear those things are kind of important on the interwebs, but specifically, if you liked Whitney's episode, you can say that in your review. And don't forget to shop at Walmart. Thanks for listening. Please leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Spotify and Google Podcasts. Don't forget to shop at Walmart. And don't forget to share this link with a friend. Hey there, podcast fam. Are you ready to break free from the social media rut? Hold on to your hatch because we've got just the thing for you. Meet Viral Growth, your one-stop shop for leveling up your online presence. Whether you're a personal brand or a company, they've got the tools and know-how to take you to the next level. With Viral Growth, Forget about those endless hours of video editing. They handle everything from brainstorming to polishing your content so you can just focus on being awesome. And guess what? We're hooking you up with a sweet deal. Use code ADWEEK for 10% off when you sign up. Ready to take your social media game to the next level? Head on over to viralgrowth.io and let's turn those digital dreams into a reality. Hi, I'm Jackie Cooper, Global Chief Brand Officer at Edelman and the host of Touch of Truth, a new podcast launching on the Adweek Podcast Network. My dad gave me this incredibly smart piece of advice. Meet everyone once. As a result, I've met some of the most fascinating and inspiring people on the planet. Now on Touch of Truth, we're coming center stage and sharing the mic to experience stories of truth, insights and visions for the future that will challenge your way of thinking. Touch of Truth is available wherever you listen to podcasts. New episodes come out every Tuesday. I do hope to see you there.